your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! Let's talk about some of our favorite Halloween specials from back in the day. I'm not, at least it, the ones I've got in mind, I'm not just limiting to actual Halloween specials. Because I had some things that pop into mind that were, uh, they're all Halloween-centric, but maybe event television or TV episodes Maybe is another way to say it. But not all yeah. are Halloween specials per se. I kind of had a mix in mind of, like you said, event television. Not necessarily a... Like uh, episodes of television series, I kind of left those out, mainly because uh, you don't; those aren't shows that you would get to watch every year. You know, uh, these were either movies or the television specials that you could always count on showing up in one form or another somewhere. Uh, and so, uh, as we go through these, that's where I'm focused. Well, hit me up with one. What's one that you fondly well, remember? Uh, one uh, which maybe not everybody knows about, um, which is Night Out. Um, <laughs> if you've heard, heard or seen that one. I actually have a DVD copy of that that you sent me. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, then, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. That, <laughs> that special, it, it was on um, for several years uh, when I was young, um, and... It was so odd to me. I think it, I think it's the animation. Uh, the story is a little a little different too. The animation it's it's uh, from a company in Canada. I think it was made in the late seventies, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, you've got uh, Gilda Radner, who's this witch, and she's kind of bored with her life, and so she uh, she's looking for something to spice it up. She ends up uh, changing these. Uh, children into monsters uh, wolfman frankenstein's monster and uh, a ghost and so uh, that's kind of an adventure of uh, those four uh, trying to escape townspeople the townspeople are upset that these uh, monsters are in town and so they they're chasing them all over the place and it's just a lot of fun but it's again the animation style is so different that it just stood out to me every, every year. I didn't even know what the name of it was as a kid. I was just like, I hope that one weird cartoon comes on because that's just so neat and odd and peculiar. And and uh, I guess it's actually a sequel to another special that I think was uh, maybe centered around Christmas or winter. Um, it's actually a a sequel to that Uh, some of the characters I guess carry over from from the first film into this uh, into this but uh, yeah you just have to see it and look it up and watch it if you haven't seen it before and when you see the characters you'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about it's just so odd uh, the characters so oddly drawn and animated and it's something that sticks with you and it definitely stuck with me through all my childhood years uh, it became something that just out of the sheer curiosity sheer oddness became kind of a, a must see for me and I, I had totally forgotten about witch's night out when i was 
picking features to put in the TRN Halloween Theater. I'm going to have to go see if that's on YouTube and add it if it is. And you mentioned turn one of those kids into the Wolfman. And further on down the line, he became president and starred in his own movie that is now on the Halloween <laughs> channel on Roku. <laughs> so that's that's maybe a sequel. It's like a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of my favorites, I don't know how many people will remember it, but was the uh, Tom and Jerry's TBS Funhouse Halloween special. Back in the late 80s, before I had cable, I'd go to my grandparents' house who had cable, and TBS used to show every morning and every afternoon. It was called Tom and Jerry's TBS Funhouse, and it was a mixture of Tom and Jerry shorts, also with Looney Tunes shorts. So they done these specials for Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. I want to say they were like an hour and a half long. And in between each cartoon, they had these two uh, preteens doing these segments in between, telling corny Halloween jokes or or telling some different history of the holiday or something. And these do not exist on YouTube. Well, the whole special don't exist on YouTube. You can find there is a couple of videos that combines all the bumpers from the two kids from the Halloween special that you can watch all of those. And you can find information online on which cartoons were featured. But I know it was like the Scaredy Cat, Tom and Jerry. You had the hair-raising hair, Bugs Bunny tail. You, you ended up getting five or six cartoons. And they mixed Popeye in with that, too. It just seemed like when I got cable, that was the thing I wanted to watch the most was TBS, Tom and Jerry's Funhouse, and especially those specials. And I know through some commenting stuff you done, when Jason and I talked about our Harvest festivals, fall festivals at school when I was young, it almost always lined up that that Tom and Jerry Halloween special came on on the day of our Harvest Festival on Saturday. And it backed right up against the time it was to leave. So for several years in a row there, I got to watch the Halloween Tom and Jerry special and then immediately leave and go to the Harvest Festival. It was one of the best days of the Halloween season when I was young. And uh, Sounds like I'd Halloween overload for you. Yeah, well, but you know, it was one day a year. It was just yeah. that one day. And the Thanksgiving and Christmas specials still rank on, if we were doing lists of specials for those holidays, it would be up near the top of both of those as well. Now, in that special, did they air any of the same shorts that they would show? You mentioned Looney Tunes. In mm -hmm. um, like the Bugs Bunny Halloween or Halloween, did they have any of the, like the witch segment where he's... <laughs> <laughs> where Bugs is uh, trying to avoid getting cooked in the pot by the witch. And yeah, that was usually one. And the one with the big red monster, hair raising hair, oh, it was yeah. always in it. And there was the Popeye cartoon was something about being stuck in a haunted house, some old episode. And then there were a couple of Tom and Jerry's. They always showed a, uh, I think there was a short Casper cartoon they put in there. I can't remember what all the lineup was, but it was a nice mix of all these different cartoon properties. Plus mixed with the bumpers. Yeah. And they would air it multiple times in the season too. I want to say it come out in either 86 or 87 for the first time. And it ran up to about 91 may have been the last year they showed them, but I'll have to look that up. I don't know that I've ever uh, seen that. I, I, I do know that Tom and Jerry had a, um, I don't know if it was necessarily called a Halloween special, but it was Halloween-centered, you know, airing. And I, I don't know if they, uh, if that's 
the same thing or if it's uh, different from this, I have to look that It's up. most likely different because I guess where Ted Turner owned all those cartoons, the Tom and Jerry's TBS Funhouse that was on every day was a mix of the properties, Tom and Jerry, Looney Tunes, Droopy, and Popeye. So for that hour that it was on, you got these different shorts from all of that, and then they just combined any of the spooky ones they could find and made it a special. Sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I loved it. You know, I've never checked Daily Motion for it. It may be on there uh, complete. I don't know. But I know you can find the bumper segments all in one compilation video on YouTube. So what else you got? Well, uh, one of my other ones uh, probably uh, that I would look for each year, I had a tough time choosing because uh, there were, I wanted to kind of keep it to five of the uh, classics that I always look forward to and then kind of add in some of the ones that I added to my viewing after I got out of high school. But uh, the uh, have you ever seen the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that, uh, that was, I think, one of those shows that I would watch. I knew it came on during the Halloween season, but uh, I wasn't always, well, I don't know that I was ever actually looking for it. it i would just happen upon it during the halloween season um, almost every year and sometimes not even during the halloween season uh, but it, it had that the tone of it's very much a uh, a halloween special material uh, mm -hmm. and of course you have ichabod crane the, the headless horseman it's one of those animated shows that disney put out that it doesn't hold back a lot you know it doesn't really sugarcoat the story of of uh, the headless horseman, you you know, at the end, uh, Ichabod is you don't know where he's at if he survived or not. They they just kind of leave it ambiguous. And, uh, yeah. Instead of always throwing up some kind of happy ending that never occurred in the actual story, like they tend to do. So it it, it kind of was a little eerie to me as a kid. Right. It was. Uh, it did have a much. I ain't gonna say darker. But it was a spookier theme than most other things Disney done at the time. Right. Yeah, it, it just kind of threw me off because you, you think Disney, you think uh, there's always a happy ending to everything. And with this, this it was really uh, different in that regard. And so it kind of, I think that really uh, appealed to me more because of that. Just for the fact that you don't really know if he... Did he survive or didn't he? You know, did, did the uh, did the headless horseman take him out? And so, as a kid, I always wondered that. Uh, of course, you find out the true story of how the original story ends later <laughs> on in adulthood, and you kind of know what what's going on. But uh, at that time, it was so mysterious. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you know, you can't just go onto the internet and look it up. So, talking about well, growing up in the late seventies, early eighties, and into the late 80s and you just i didn't read a lot so i wasn't i wasn't gonna go read the book i mean <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm like jason i like pictures with my words <laughs> i ain't gonna go read no book yeah uh i remember being in grade school they used to show the ichabod crane segment of that every year near halloween they'd roll the tv into class and you'd watch that and that's just something in the lower grades like first grade second grade third grade that was a, a yearly tradition right there. And that was really well done. I still have 
the VHS copy of Ichabod Mr. Toad. Nice. Yeah, that my wife had. I kind of inherited it from her when we got married. Well, yeah, you, you can just tell her if she ever wants it back to say, I lost it. I don't know where it's at. <laughs> well, when when we were talking about getting married, it was kind of 50-50, and then I found out she had that, and that's what kind of helped seal the deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, another one that I really liked was, well, let me take that back. I didn't used to really like it. I didn't know it existed, and it took me to be an adult with a retro mind to really appreciate, and that's the Elvira's 1986 MTV Halloween special. Oh, yeah. Growing up, Elvira was an icon of Halloween, and uh, of course, I didn't have MTV in the days when this was going on, but now, they used to have 100% complete show with commercials and everything on YouTube. Now, there's like a 55-minute version with some of the music videos gone, but it used to be like a three-hour special where it's all these spooky, horror-themed music videos, and you got uh, Elvira doing her bumper segments in between, just all kinds of Halloween-y type stuff. And it was a good way, when I first discovered it years ago, for a couple of years, it was what I'd done on Halloween night. It was fire up on YouTube, the Elvira Halloween special, and watch it and enjoy it. And it's right now in the TRN Halloween Theater. Folks can go watch the footage that is left on YouTube of it. I don't know if you ever had any experience with it, but... Uh, now she um in that special does she have uh, one or two songs that <laughs> she actually performs in and I do uh, believe so. Yeah. So it's entertaining just for that. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I think the you're talking about the YouTube footage that's available. I have tried for the past couple of years to find better footage, but there I I don't know if uh, anybody's listening has any higher quality footage of that <laughs> or any anybody that uh, has like a uh, a recording of anything of it, but if you go on YouTube to try and find footage, it's just uh, it's not the greatest quality. It, it's hard to find anything decent from that special, yeah. at least in my experience. Uh, now, uh, maybe one of these days somebody will upload uh, a better quality version of it. I'd like to watch the whole thing, like you said, the whole three hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, experience but uh what's up there now it's just uh i don't know it's kind of barely viewable really yeah it's not the quality so poor yeah the quality is poor but the nostalgia factor can make you ignore a little bit of that <laughs> yeah for sure well what else you got well one that i'm sure you've seen the halloween is grinch night mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um of course you know you always associate the Grinch with Christmas and so to see I forget what age I was when I actually uh, first saw Halloween is Grinch night but I remember thinking man this is it's weird to see the Grinch uh, (laughs) celebrating Halloween I didn't even know this existed but it became something where uh, I had to watch it probably I wanted to see that more than uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas because uh, I think the I don't know the characters were more appealing to me, and you had the uh, you had the Grinch. He's of course trying to basically smash everybody's fun uh, on Halloween. He's trying to uh, take over Halloween, and uh, but I think probably the appealing thing about it you had a couple of musical numbers in there that to me were more memorable than from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. 
I'm trying to think of the name of one tune in particular where he's uh, coming down the hill and his dogs, of course, his dogs pulling him, and uh, he's he's singing a tune and it stuck in my head to the point where I was trying to find a way to catch it one night and record that song off onto a cassette tape <laughs> so that I could just listen to it whenever I wanted to. And make your never... own single. <laughs> right, yeah, like a single. But I could never catch it, and I, whenever I would actually get a chance to watch it, it would just be on uh, without, I'd be flipping through channels and it'd be on. So I I never was able to do that, but uh, it was just kind of memorable to me for the, the music and just for the fact that it's the Grinch and you put him in a situation that's kind of, not what you associate with him, you know. Right. He's he's, a, he's kind of a Christmas figure, but to throw him into a, a Halloween uh, environment is just so unique and and fun to me. You associate him with Christmas just because that's what we were presented. But the Grinch is actually one of the perfect Halloween type characters in general. Right? Yeah, he's he's just kind of made tailor made for a Halloween special like that. And uh, actually, I could. I really thought that I once I found that special, I was going to end up happening upon an Easter special, a Valentine's Day special. <laughs> and I just thought there were there must be Grinch specials for every holiday, apparently. But uh, come to find out, you know, that's not really the case. Uh, but uh, out of the two, I would choose uh, Halloween is Grinch night over uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, me personally. Well, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I believe the majority of people would think you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Well, you know, I'm kind of used to not always uh, being the uh, person who's, you know, whose views are uh, shared by others. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why anybody wants to be like everybody else. That's, That's no right. fun. You need to be yourself. That's right. Well, I want to go, you know, I talk a lot of wrestling on here. WCW's old Halloween Havoc wrestling shows in the early days of them were so much fun for Halloween minded folks. And they started in 1989. And that first year when the pay-per-view come on the air, there was just the spooky music and the dark lighting. And they had the Thunderdome cage match. And when that Thunderdome cage came down, and you see these chains and stuff hanging from it. You're like, what in the world is this? What am I in for? Yeah. And um, they kept the Halloween theme going through the years. At Halloween 90, they changed the ring ropes and the mat to a blood red color for a one-time thing. In 91, they had Rick Rude debuted. He came over from WWF. He debuted under a mask as the WCW Halloween Phantom. And that year, they also had the Chamber of Horrors cage match where <laughs> to win, you had to, it was two teams of four. To win, you had to strap an opponent into the electric chair and pull the switch. So <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so while not, while not being the most uh, actual sporting event type content, it was really cool and unique to see a wrestling company back then embrace the concept of Halloween and build an entire pay-per-view special around you know, Halloween. And as a, as a wrestling lover, that was just the greatest thing when I was that age. And I don't think the WWF ever, did they ever do anything similar to that? Well, well not necessarily a pay-per-view, but the third 
Saturday night's main event back from 1986 had a running Halloween theme throughout it. It's like all the WWF wrestlers were having a Halloween party in the backstage area while the matches were going on. So in between the match segments, you would have, they would show the bobbin for apple contest where Bobby Heenan was choking on an apple and stuff. And (laughs) just a bunch of different little skits and all the wrestlers were in costumes backstage. And uh, yeah, so they, they done that, which we are going to have, I've actually had a review written for that. That'll be dropping on TRN late next week. I believe it is. So you'll be able to get all the details, all the skinny on that on that uh, episode of Saturday Night's Main Event soon. Yeah, I I couldn't recall uh, anything uh, similar to. I mean, with the WCW, they would go all out on those uh, Halloween havocs. Uh, I mean, the whole presentation was just perfect for Halloween, and like you said, they always had these gimmicks that would outdo the next every mm-hmm. year. And the whole electric chair thing was just. <laughs> that's just crazy now the, the was there an event let's see where they ended up in a coffin or? oh there there have been a lot of casket matches through okay. the years wwf was kind of the pioneer of that with the undertaker that was his big oh, gimmick okay. match for he was losing matches against somebody and it would build up to the casket match and you knew he was winning at that point. yeah right <laughs> he wasn't going to lose the casket match Right, I and remember they, if that was uh, something that uh, ended up in a in a uh, Halloween uh, special uh, or not. But I I, I remember um, there was I think not that long ago I had a uh, Halloween havoc. I, don't, I think it was maybe ninety three, and it was uh, on VHS and still sealed, and I had it in my cart on uh, eBay, and uh, never did pull the trigger on it. But uh, I I don't think I had ever seen that, and I thought, well, it's brand new, still sealed DHS. <laughs> I mean, you got to go for it, right? Right. Yeah. But I didn't. So I don't know if I, that's one that I should have actually picked up or not. But one of these days, I'm going to catch it. <laughs> well, let's get one more in here and see. Uh, and we'll move on. But you got any others that you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess that probably everybody has this on their list, but the the one that I make sure to watch every year, and I make everybody here watch whether they want to or not, is, uh, <laughs> is the It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Ah, uh, yes. Now, uh, if there was ever, you know, a special that you knew was going to be on, it was that. So uh, I always made sure to watch it every year, and it, even though uh, it's kind of synonymous with Halloween now, everybody watches it back then it was just like such a huge deal to me and it still is really to me it, well maybe not necessarily to the rest of the family here but uh, they they enjoy it but it's like something hallowed and and, <laughs> and special to me it's like uh, just the, the pinnacle of halloween so i always save it for like maybe the last few days right up leading into halloween or or a uh, trick-or-treat but um Everybody, I'm sure, knows all about that special. Um, I did have one uh, other one, which is uh, probably not far behind, and that's uh, Garfield's Halloween Adventure, which I actually didn't start watching until probably getting close to... uh, I was getting close to my teens Mm -hmm. before I even heard about it, but I always liked Garfield, so I thought, well, this is going to be gold here. And, uh, of course, once I watched it, that, that became... A yearly thing for me. 
yeah, I, I discovered, I don't want to say discovered, but I was always a big fan of the Garfield Christmas story thing, special <laughs> episode. Uh, yeah. And the Halloween, I didn't discover the Halloween and Thanksgiving one until a few years after the Christmas. Maybe they didn't make those until a few years after they made the Christmas one, but uh, the Thanksgiving is the weakest of the bunch. Halloween would be my second favorite because that Garfield Christmas episode is just timeless. Uh, but it is a really fun Halloween special. The Garfield Nody dressed up and, and stuff. It, it puts you in the, the Halloween mood. And going back to the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, it's amazing that Charles Schultz and the Peanuts characters can have two mega iconic holiday specials with that and the Christmas. Yeah, uh, to me, I mean, they are, like I said, they're must-watch for both of those uh, holidays. And even for the Thanksgiving, I, I put it right up there with the other two. Just, I don't know, I think mainly because um, <laughs> that whole uh, Thanksgiving dinner, every year I'm wondering, uh, like, what the cost is this year. Some people always like to calculate, what would the cost of the, <laughs> the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving dinner be this year? And so... I always look that up and see if the price has changed on it. But the, just the whole uh, goofy popcorn and jelly beans and all that stuff, the idea of that for Thanksgiving cracked me up. But, the, yeah, the, all three of those specials, uh, it's it's crazy how they kind of have become um, part of everybody's experience with the holidays um, and to the point where you just, like you said, it's uh, something that, uh, everybody takes part in you know everybody at some point is going to be uh, enjoying them and i kind of wish i know they still do air the specials was on abc or one of the channels uh still airs or maybe it's cbs that will still air them um you know maybe a week or two before whatever holiday it might be uh -huh. it's not like it used to be where we could you know you knew everybody was watching at the same time so it was kind of a big event uh, right, which kind of takes a little bit away from it, but it's still uh, something that's pretty special. Well, one of the features I am intending to write this December is the history and how it came to be that uh, Peanuts Christmas for the Charlie Brown Christmas, because uh, it's got a fascinating backstory about how the studios push back against some of the content in it, like the, the Bible reading and stuff and mm -hmm. how uh, Charles Schultz fought for actual kid actors to do the voices and things. It's really, really fascinating how that even made it to air right. and how much CBS didn't expect much out of it. And here it is all these years later, it's still one of the bigger things on television. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty uh, incredible uh, that something like that can kind of just take on a whole life of its own and, uh, Almost to the point where um, it's just like ingrained in the holiday for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I don't think there's a person on earth that goes through a holiday not knowing what one of those special, at least one of those specials. You know? Right. But yeah, those are my uh, like as far as classics go. That was uh, basically rounds out my grouping of the um, specials that I always wanted to make sure I watched. Like I said later on. I started discovering um, specials that I didn't get to really see uh, at all uh, mm -hmm. as a kid, even though they were on uh, on some channel, like uh, the Mr. Boogity movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, 
<laughs> I, you know, I had a crush on uh, Christy Swanson when I was young. Well, who did? She was in that. I, I, I missed out on that completely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what else. There was uh, the claymation comedy of horrors. Uh, with I think Will Vinton created that. The guy that uh, was involved with California Raisins, uh, the claymation mm-hmm. style animation, and uh, he did a a uh, special uh, claymation special. And when I first saw that, I thought, man, how did I miss this? You know, where has this been? Because uh, I don't remember ever seeing it on any channel. And I happened across it because I, sh- I would have tuned in right away. Yeah, I know. I, I remember they made a big deal out of the Claymation Christmas special, but I never remembered seeing any hype for a Halloween one. No, it just kind of flew under the radar uh, for me anyways. Mad Monster Party was another. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, that was a Rankin Bass, you know, stop motion animated special, and that's another that I would have had I seen it. I mean, it would have, I would have latched onto that right away, just like with the, uh, you know, the Rudolph special and the, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, anything Rankin Bass, I was all for growing up, and uh, that when I first saw it, which I was, I was an adult uh, when I first saw that special and i thought man i missed this uh, i wish i could have caught it in my youth at some point uh, <laughs> and yeah you know, stuff like that that you happen across it's kind of like finding gold yeah like, uh, man where look what i found yeah well, as i like to refer to it i call it retro archaeology that's exactly right yeah, you, you you find a buried treasure that you had no idea even existed of course uh since like I started finding some of these specials that I missed out on. I did a deep dive and made sure I found out everything I could about, you know, what, uh, what was out at the time. And, uh, so that I made sure not to miss them again and pick out the ones that I really uh, wanted to make an annual thing, you know, an annual viewing of for my family. Yeah. A lot of these I'll watch every year. Well, I ain't gonna say a lot of them, a few of them. Halloween has always been like my third favorite holiday behind Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I'm a big Christmas fan. You know this. Uh, I have a full collection of stuff either downloaded or I've purchased on DVD or traded for DVD burn-offs of old VHS tapes. I could spend every night from Thanksgiving till Christmas Day just full of old Christmas stuff. But these Halloween specials, as I get older and see how much my kids enjoy Halloween. Then I pull up more of these old things. I'm like, okay, well, you like Halloween. You got you got to see this. You know, we're gonna watch this together. And I think late tonight, my oldest and I are going to be watching some of the old Roseanne Halloween episodes because they always wow. done a great job with those. And she'll she'll really enjoy the way she's into Halloween and stuff. I think she'll really enjoy that. Yeah, a lot of good episodes to choose from there. <laughs> and her yeah. seemed like she was big into. Uh, doing something special for Halloween. And they usually, always... usually the best episodes of the season. Right. Well, like and you know, Simpsons treehouse of horror type of a thing where you just kind of look forward. You knew something big was coming. Yeah. And I was just there. about to say, if you folks are enjoying this talk on these Halloween specials last week on retronetwork.com, we had a feature drop from Brandon where he ranked the top 10 uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror Tales, and they've been a lot of them. And this coming nice. week, as you're listening to this, this podcast is dropping on Tuesday. 
tomorrow on Wednesday, Tim from Old School 80s is dropping his piece, the top 10 great old retro Halloween specials post feature <laughs> that he done for us. And, and you mentioned the Mad Monster Party. It is on his list. So he was fond of it, nice. too. And it is a great list, and people should go check it out. And a lot of these we've talked about, and some of the ones that are going to be on that in that feature he's doing are you can find in the TRN Halloween Theater. If you go to the RetroNetwork.com over on the right-hand side of the page, you have in the sidebar on the right-hand side, you'll see the links to the theater. And it, it revolves around each time you visit the site, you'll see some different selections. Some will be recurring, but you can click on the theater button there and see a list of all of them. And Jason and I have been talking about, or I have been plugging the iconic Paul Land Halloween special from 1976 for people who've not seen it. I didn't mention it on, on this list today because I didn't want to go in depth on it. Uh, and I'll explain why here in just a little while, but that's going to do it for the TRN time machine this week, sponsored by RetroDays.org. Make sure you go over to the retro days, YouTube channel and check out Adam and, and uh, Tony's work there with the RD's detention. Still, like I said, I'll say it again, one of my favorite things on YouTube right now. It is so great. Awesome. You guys do a fantastic job with it. And I'm always, as good as the episodes are to watch, I think it's the anticipation that I enjoy the most of what are they going to do next and, and waiting <laughs> all week to see what, you know, it's like, holy crap, look what it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, uh, I always look forward to when he, like I said, when I was on last time, when he sends the raw video over, it's always uh, something new, and uh, there's always something in there that catches me off guard, and I just crack up. <laughs> it's hard to hard to work on when you just keep laughing over and over again. People are wondering what in the world's going on back there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Jason may have the same uh, effect when he's uh, editing this podcast today. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> 